You're listening to Season 2 of NFT 365. Talking crypto, blockchain, Web3, non-fungible tokens, metaverse, and... What the f*** is a non-fungible token? We'll get to that. It's time for today's episode of NFT 365. Powered by the ADHD coin, here's your host and digital futurist, Brian Fanzo. This show is not financial advice, so do your own damn research. What's up, friends? Welcome back to another episode of NFT 365. Once again, appreciate each and every one of you coming on this journey with us. Of course, we are into season number two. And part of the beauty of season number one, doing a podcast each and every day, I got a real taste and flavor, puns intended for where we're going to go with this episode, on what not only you as an audience kind of are looking for, but actually a lot of when it comes to like how do we kind of embrace web three nfts uh at a kind of like a macro level not only for you know you the holder that wants to maybe onboard your significant other or your family member or your friend or coworker, but even for those that are you know launching your own project or maybe you're an artist and one of those things that i've found and i've talked about this a lot on the podcast is that it's essential to have an entire toolkit of use cases and examples because there's a lot of naysayers there's a lot of haters there's a lot of people that have a stigma around let's just say crypto or nfts or the metaverse or gaming and you know there's some people that in you know in higher places or in the bahamas uh have not done ourselves uh us very many favors uh as of recently and so one of the things that i'm really been dialing in here on season two is having some unique use cases and as you've heard in some past episodes we have the team from Flyfish club on the show they got to talk a little bit about what they've been doing as far as that amazing experience in new york we had Anna Skates on who is you know, raising funds using NFTs to actually put, make sure that there is accessibility options for kids in restrooms. The idea of putting stools, because we want kids to be independent in the, when uh, you know, they're going into public restrooms, the fact that we still have to hold them up to wash their hands. Kind of a ridiculous concept. And who would have thought you know, using NFTs to be able to do that? And so on this episode, we have another use case. And I mean, it's a use case that I think all of us can wrap our head around, or almost all of us, I guess. Uh, I, for one, for sure, can wrap my head around it. But um, I'm excited. I'm going to bring in our two guests now, and we're going to have a little conversation around tequila, Web3, NFTs, uh, experiences. And so, uh, Tom and Alex, thanks so much for joining us. Tom, I'll let you go ahead and introduce yourself a little bit, introduce a little bit about uh, what you guys are, are doing right now, and then we'll jump into some questions I got. All right, super. Well, yeah, we're really excited to be here. Thank you very much. Um, we're excited to share our story around La Leyenda, um, which is a agave-based uh, uh, NFT club, you might say, or membership. Um, my um, my background was always technology. It was in large enterprise technologies. I've seen technologies transform industry. My specialty has always been thinking about how technology impacts business, though. So I was a strategy lead at Oracle for about seven years. And in that capacity, always thinking not about what the tech does, but its impact and how it can change organizations, change how people coordinate, change uh, how information reaches decision makers. And so uh, when uh, Alex um, you know, came up with this notion of bringing the world's best agave to market, 
um, my brain immediately went into how can we leverage modern day technology to enhance uh, the scale and quality of such a such an offering. So that's what you're going to hear about today, uh, Alex. Thank you, guys. Thank you, uh, Fancy, for having us here and all the audience to to listen to us and share our story about La Leyenda. And as Tom said, it's a, it's about a full term agave, uh, the best agave in the world. You may say. It's not, I'm going to say it's not because we say so, it's because we just won um, a big prize on, on, on this. And we will talk more, more about that in a little bit. I oh, from, uh, sorry, I, I come from the restaurant business, then COVID stroke, and well, you know, we focus on only this project for now. I, so again, talk to me a little bit through that. Now, I know there's a family tie here, which I really appreciate uh, that component, right? Because, uh, you know, a part of this is in this Web3 game, right? We have to trust the people behind the NFTs, behind the, you know, the Web3 entities. Uh, and then, of course, the execution on, you know, experience and and the tequila itself. But talk to me a little bit about the the family tie and then how, you know, kind of the, the tequila uh, concept kind of came has come to life. Yeah. Tom and I have been... Uh brother-in-law for 20 years now and uh, uh he married my sister and then uh my wife is from guadalajara and uh her, her sister is getting married to the to the farmer so the the whole family is together by law and uh in uh, the, the the whole journey started back in 2015 when I got introduced to this great beverage, I was say uh, at the ranch with uh, with uh, my, my brother, my father-in-law owns ranches in Zacatecas. So he threw a party there and he invited us. And that's when I get to, to know the owner of the distillery. And he was like, you have to try this mezcal. And I was, ah, no, no, thank you, it's too smoky for me. And he's like, no, dude, you have to try this. It's a, it's a family reserve. So I tried it and I was blown away. I was like, what? What is this? It's, it's so amazing. And he's like, well, this is the stuff we do here. We, we do it the right way. So we got into conversations and we start talking about it. And uh, I, I, uh, I threw the idea of, of partnering together and he agreed. So we started the, biz started the business because we have to go through all certifications through Mexican authorities to 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 have everything in the right way position to be able to commercialize this. So that took us four years. So by December 2019, we had everything. And January 2020, we were going to start this journey. And then COVID stroke. <laughs> so yeah. everything got, it didn't stop, but it got really slow now. So that's, uh, and we sent this bottle to, to the San Francisco World Spirit Competition. And as a, an underdog, uh, unanimously, the whole panel of experts just picked us as the best agave in the world. That's why I was telling you that it, it's not that we say so, it's because we, we won at this great competition, which is the most important competition in the world, and their awards, and they, uh, we are very proud to, to brag about that right yeah oh for sure and uh, yeah and i will have some of those notes there uh in the show notes for our listeners right the idea that 
you were able to, you know, it went up to, you know, San Francisco, won the double gold uh, award. So I, I love that, you know, that piece of it. I also love, you know, the family connection, kind of bringing that uh, to life. Uh, Tom, I'm very familiar with uh, Oracle. Actually, the book bag that I carry around is from uh, Oracle uh, Marketing uh, Conference. I've spoken there, I think, last uh, six or seven years. Uh, so I'm very familiar on, on that side. Enterprise tech is kind of where my background was as well. How did you first kind of think about Web3, um, you know, integration into the kind of family uh, brand side of it? Was it was it kind of a byproduct of some of COVID? Where, where did that kind of initially come and say, hey, we might be able to connect some dots with uh, some Web3 technology? Yeah, well, when um, when Alex says that uh, COVID struck, it, it struck him personally. He was uh, he was knocked out. He was put on a ventilator. He was in a coma for a week. We thought we thought no more Alex. It was um, it was dire straits for the entire family. Uh, when he uh, woke up on Christmas morning, uh, we we felt like, um, you know, grateful, of course, but also smacked with the reality that his recovery was going to take quite a long time. And uh, I'm the, uh, the godfather of Alex's son uh, and um, and really good friend to Alex and, of course, um, husband of his only sister. So I felt a personal obligation to get more involved. And um, so in working with Alex, we sort of you know, leverage what we both know and, and put it into a story that I felt is just far more special, uh, far more scalable. Um, as you know, there's thousands of agaves out there, but Alex had this accolade, you know, he had won this award. So how do we make the most out of a small batch uh, business that, um, you know, that can enhance both utility for the, for the consumers of it, but also guarantee that we can maintain and scale it over time. And when you look at the problem that Agave is going through, it's going through just an over mass production uh, where supply has been strained. Supply really hasn't grown in the past 10 years. That is of the plant. Right. However, the product has doubled in, in scale. So you wonder how is that even possible? That the raw material has stayed flat to dog. It's because there's a lot of bird cheating. Out there. There's a lot of brands adding infusions and different flavors to cut corners. And here Alex's brand is not, you know, it's a full term seven year plant before they cut it. And that's why, you know, it's sort of like when you have fresh orange juice at a hotel, you know that that's fresh orange juice. You don't have to ask anybody. You can just tell. And that reaction that the 50 judges had, they knew that this was the real thing. So, you know, with that, I thought, well, you know, being in a Web3 environment like I have been, um, I work a couple other Web3 projects. Uh, I've been infected by the Web3 community now for years. Um, I've wanted. This product, which is batch by nature, it immediately made me think of NFTs. And there were already some collectible NFTs, like, you know, NFT for title for, you know, that model was out there, but I believe in consumer, you know, I, I believe in like consuming product, not just celebrating ownership. Uh, and this, this product though, it's special. It's meant to consume. Like it would be to just sit on shelves. This is the world's best agave. Let's drink it and enjoy it together. And so the model for us, I was thinking more like membership, like how do we get you know, an install base of oil consumers of this product 
how can we pass more utility to them? We only do 9,000 bottles in our first batch. So, you know, we can base the NFTs, that is the quantity of NFTs off of the supply, allow each member to buy up to 10 bottles a year. Um, we also distribute it in regular retail markets, but at three times the cost that our members buy it at. So there's an immediate utility we can pass on to our members just through access. But then we started thinking about like, how do we enrich that experience and make each member like an advocate, almost like their own you know, representative or ambassador of the brand. So we send out a cool like membership swipping, <laughs> sipping swag bag. It's actually a box and it's got a bunch of cool things that it just enhanced the experience of drinking this fine, fine agave. And then in addition to that, like we throw a lot of parties. Like every time we go to a Web3 conference like 12 times a year, we're always like hosting people's VIP rooms with sippings. So the deal we make with all of our um, co-sponsors is that, hey, we're, we're happy to come in and do a sipping at your party, but anybody that shows up with the La Leanda NFT, you got to let them, I don't care if they have a badge, you know, your badge or they're on your invite list, you've got to let our members in. So that's the deal is that we we aim to like create utility through through membership, through, um, through you know, actual swag, through experience. And, and so that's that's the brand we're building. I love it. I love, you know, and like, you know, ownership is great, but ownership and what, right? And then what are we, you know, tangibly getting from things? How can we, you know, kind of take these activations? I also love the, um, you know, the education play, right? Uh, the, we'll put a link to the YouTube video uh, that you guys have put out, right, about agave and the seven-year concept. I, I lived in Arizona for nine years. I had many agave cactus uh, in my in my yard. Uh, had very little idea of how long it took and some of that, you know, some of the nuances, like you said, the fact that, you know, it, the, we're doubling in uh, the output yet we're, we you know, don't have that on um, the other side. Alex, can you talk to me a little bit about like what are like some of the things as far as being able to, to kind of replenish that agave and like kind of the attachment back to the, the farmer? Because I know that's part of the, the, the family circle now as well. Oh, I think you're on mute. Sorry. Let me see if, if I understood the question right. So uh, sustainability about the agave, the agave plant? Yeah, yeah. Okay, every agave, in the agave world uh, or uh, plants, they have a, a female and a, and a male, right? So the females give birth other agaves around it. So every time they have children, baby agaves, we take them out and plant them again. So that's the sustainability of, of the agave. All right. So let's let's put it that it has been the same agave for, for generations, for, through generations, because it's the, it's the same straight line from the from the very best agave that we ever have. And uh, that's how we do it. That's how, how we uh, sustain the, the agave plantations and uh, uh, we wait seven years for the for the plant to be fully mature to harvest, and then we let the, the land rest for another two years, so we can plant again. So if you take that into consideration, if, if nine years goes by until we plant again in the in that piece of land, wow. So uh, as we said, I'm not the owner of of the land. My brother-in-law from my wife's side is the owner. And he has been doing this for generations. He's like the fourth generation doing this. 
So all the knowledge has been passing through from his father, grandfather, great grandfather, etc. And not only that, we have uh, what is called a maestro mezcalero, which is the one who does this cut. We call it cuts, heads, and tails. So when you do it the right way, what you're gonna taste is just, let me put it this way, like taking a ribeye and having to know where to cut the, 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 the center of the ribeye so we will get the best of it. It's the same here. You will make those cuts and what will you get is just the best beverage and what, what you're gonna taste is gonna taste really good. So that's why it's very important to have a Maestro Mezcalero that knows when to make those cuts. That's that's the secret as well. Yeah, I love that, right? Like I love the the family the heritage side of like, you know, the growth of the plant. Um and then you know, I think that connecting those dots and Tom, you mentioned about kind of like the limited supply, your initial yeah. limited supply, and then there's a uh, some certain benefits for the holders. Uh talk me through like so if I there's like I think there's a couple different levels. Talk me through like what is the I buy the NFT, what's the like the process, what are the like what are the different things that kind of go along with that? Uh, kind of journey for the, your NFT holders? Yeah. So what's really important to note um, is that every time somebody buys an NFT, we extend 15% of that back to the farmer to create that incentive to grow more seven-year agave. So that's how we grow the scalability of the project. So one thing a member gets is built in is the assurance that there'll be more later. And, and so there's never a question of if we're going to have too many members one day or the agave is going to run out. Um, it only grows in one direction because we're cutting the farmer in on that deal. So, um, so that's, that's a key part of it. The other, um, key value of course, is access to the plant. So there's a Blanco NFT that when purchased gives you access to buy the bottles, right. Of the Blanco, um, which looks a lot like this. <laughs> and then, uh, when, um, when you buy the Reposado NFT, that gives you the ability to buy both Repo and Blanco bottles uh, online, again, for about a third of the cost of what uh, regular retail is. And then what's coming uh, in 2023, probably in the March timeframe, is the NFT. Now, this thing's a beast. Uh, this one's uh, significantly different. Of course, as you'd expect, it gives you access to all three varieties of flavors, meaning the Blanco, the Reposado, and the Añejo. But in addition to that, we're building out a network of clubs. So whenever we go into a city, we start. We look for about 20 accounts. We want to oversubscribe. We look for the tip top accounts to be in, but we pick three that are geographically different in the city and also offer very unique experiences. Um, and so three in LA have been selected. Um, we're working on three in Miami now, three in New York, and three in the DC area, oh, as well as Vegas. So with this network, four or five cities, we're going to be launching the Añejo NFT. Now, what, what that does is that NFT gives you access to their VIP treatment. So if you go into, say, Bike Shed Moto in, um, in Los Angeles, this is a private biker bar. And it is the coolest uh, venue that you've ever seen. It's got uh, two chairs for tattoos that have Miami Ink artists there. You've got, um, you've got guys that, um, you've got three barber uh, shop chairs there. You have a world-class restaurant. A 2,000 square foot retail location and a speakeasy uh, called Tommy's behind the wall. 
So the point is you roll in there with your, uh, with your La Leyenda NFT and they'll treat you like a, uh, a full-blown member for the day. That's the kind of unique experiences we want our members to, uh, to enjoy. And of course, all those locations will, will carry La Leyenda. So that's the, um, that's the nature. We're, we're working with speakeasies. We're working with yacht clubs, firing ranges, golf clubs, you know, all sorts of unique experiences that we can pass on to our members that sort of capture the essence of a city as well. Like, um, you know, we'll, we'll be looking for a firing range in Austin, Texas, you know, we'll be looking right. for, you know, uh, golf clubs in the DC area and, um, Latin speakeasies in Miami. So we want people to enjoy the, the real experiences that these locations have to offer. I love it. And I, and I also love the DC area being included. That's where, that's where I currently reside. So that's a, that's a, always a nice ad. I, I always hear New York, LA and Miami and I'm always, I'm always like, okay, what about, what about the nation's capital? So I, I, I like that thrown in there. Um, I'm curious, you know, you mentioned there, you know, the, it's about three times the price for those that are buying it uh, kind of, you know, traditional direct to, uh, to consumer. Have you, have you like, the thought process of kind of like, how do you get those that maybe love the tequila to go into the NFT side of the house? Like, have you thought about like that kind of marketing that direction? I'm just curious from a, I know a lot of us are thinking, you know, NFT kind of top down, but if you have people that are already fans of the tequila, do you know, how have you attempted to kind of figure out how do you educate them into kind of maybe buying an NFT? Yeah. I mean, I think first of all, we have to understand that, um, that there's a huge um, following for a today, whether they're mezcals or tequilas. And we should probably distinguish that just a little bit. Yeah. And what I want to do there is make sure people are clear. This is a mezcal and it says so on the bottle, okay. um, but it doesn't have the smoky flavor that you're going to anticipate if you're used to mezcals. Um, one should know that all tequilas are in fact mezcals. So anything, any agave plant born in Mexico is technically a mezcal. Tequilas just come from a certain region, but mezcals have sort of been stigmatized as being smoky only. It's because they come from small farm in their batches and most small farms don't have steaming facilities. Ours does. So we're actually creating a mezcal that is smoke-free. It performs against the top um, agaves, top tequilas in the world, and will outperform them uh, in taste tests. Um, that, that being said, because of that, true agave lovers are our primary market. Right. So as much as we love Web3, what we're doing here is leveraging technology to restore a 400-year tradition of growing agave the right way. Mm -hmm. So this is not a Web3 project for the sake of Web3. This is actually a project that has a real industry problem that it just so happens that this Web3 technology called NFTs is the vehicle to solve it. Um, and for that, more so as time goes on, and particularly because of the latest developments that you alluded to in your intro, um, we are moving away from celebrating the NFT and more so just calling it a transferable membership. Because for a member, that's all they really care about Correct. is that they're buying something that has real utility, real value, and that if and when they decide they're done with it, they can transfer it and sell it to somebody else. And so that's that's where we're, we're sort of thinking of it in, in this environment. We definitely are looking out for collaborations with agave clubs. That makes a lot of sense. And you know, we we talked very similar with the Fly Fish Club uh, team. Uh, I'm an advisor for the Festival Pass uh, community as well. And very similar, right? We're, we're kind of bridging that gap where it's like, you know, it's there's a marketplace, an easy transferable way to buy and sell. Also transparency into who's holding what and how many are 
are available, right? Which is what the blockchain ultimately provides. Uh, but let's face it, we've we we had a year and a half of a lot of vaporware and a lot of things that that really weren't kind of that that access. Uh, I'm curious, Alex, your side from the you know even not from your side, but you know you, the idea of a percentage of it going back to the farmers, going back to kind of making sure that you can kind of replenish the the tradition that is kind of most important. How does that? How are you looking at that from a um, even an education of other farmers or others in the space? Have, are they starting to see that kind of the, the ability to uh, kind of crowdfund, uh, if, you know, from the, the masses? Like it's almost a it's almost allowing us to invest in the future of uh, of agave without having to have that direct connection there. Has that is that starting to be easier, kind of consumed in the in the market, especially in a market of a you know agave in that community? Yeah, well, uh, as far as I know, we are the only ones that are giving back to the people of the town that we are making this great uh, agave. And uh, just for you guys to know, in in Mexico, there's 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 a cultural thing that I'm I'm not as a Mexican, I'm not very happy. And uh, what what is going on is that from uh, uh, states from the th south of Mexico is cultural that kids, when they hit the age of 15, mostly males, are sent over to the U.S. to follow the American dream with or without papers. So these little towns, uh, there's no young people. There's ladies, females, and adults above uh, 35 years old. And all these youngs are, are sent over so we want to help and prevent them to risk their lives and stay where they belong and give them the tools that they need for education, uh, labor, whatever they need to give back. With, with this 15%, we want to give back and give them a, a better way of, of, of life, right? And for them to stay and follow the Mexican dream, right? And how, how do we do that? helping them. I mean, sharing what we are earning for them to enjoy as well. We don't give money, okay? We give them the tools for them. I don't know, if they need a, the school needs a, a new new desk for the children, let's buy them desk. Let's buy them, uh, I don't know how to call it, where, where you write on the wall. Yeah, chalkboard. Yep. Chalkboard, yeah, that thing. Or if the farmer needs a new tractor, let's buy a new tractor. Or if we do really well, let's let's grow the company. Uh, let's invest in uh, in more machinery and hire more people and give them the right tools. You know, when, when they're harvesting, they use what is called a coa, and uh, these plants are so big that uh, and pointy that they they don't get damaged and they need special equipment so they don't get sting on their skin and after that when when the piña is all peeled they have to carry on so this the, the piña when they're when they're, they're they're freshly cut they have like this little uh thorns very 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 little and they got into your skin and then then you get rush rush rushes so we need to buy them special equipment for them to to do a better job and be 
and be able to do it, right? right. So as I told you, I don't know any other brand that is doing that or do, doing this. And we are proud to say that that we want to to bring that into all communities as long as we can we can hold it, right? No, I love that. I mean, I think that's you know rather rather than just putting a band aid on a problem, right? You're actually trying to not only you know identify where where you can you know, help solve the problem, but also identify places to, to nurture that community. And those, and those, you know, especially towns that are, that should be thriving and having plenty of opportunity uh, for the youth. I, I love that component. And I think that's a, you know, an important part, especially when we think about what web three can enable, hopefully that is a, an extension of that. Um, I know for, you know, for our listeners, we are going to do uh, a giveaway The the team uh, offered to do a giveaway. So we're going to put a link to a tweet that is in the uh, show notes. It'll have all the details, the hashtag you need to use uh, to participate in the giveaway. Uh, and then we'll, uh, we'll, you know, give give one out to uh, one of our, our lucky listeners. Uh, Tom, I did have like two, I guess, more like tangible questions. One on um, like, you know, is this international? What's the like kind of membership shipping side of the house is anyone uh international is is welcome to buy the nft as well yeah by all means absolutely uh we plan on extending both um uh the the bottle uh you know shipments uh, can today be sent to pretty much any address in the world the um the um the nft of course can be purchased anywhere and and over time we we're already working on partnerships in singapore for example but um you know Clearly, our priority is to build out the network in those key cities I mentioned in the U.S., uh, plus a few more. Um, but as we grow, we're thinking definitely like all throughout Europe, Asia, even Africa. Um, we see this um, as, uh, as an experiment. So some of the things you were just talking about with Alex and this reference of, you know, what are we accomplishing for people and such? We, we hope to promote this to other farmers. We hope that people learn from this project and and can make it happen even in other areas of the world or other other products you know not not everything needs to be mass manufactured there's things all over the world that i think um that require certain craftsmanship and that have been labeled industry rather than artist and uh, we're hoping that uh people all over the globe can learn from this project I love that. I love that. You know, and we don't, someone has to set the bar. Someone has to be the, you know, the innovator, uh, push the limits. Uh, and you know, part of it is education. So, you know, I, I thank both of you for, for your, for coming on, uh, on the podcast. Like I said, for our listeners, we'll have a link for, uh, the tweet. You'll be able to, uh, you know, participate. If you listening to this after the fact, make sure to check out the video, go check out the link to, um, the NFTs. And, and for those that are listening to, you know, we, I talk a lot about like, how do we innovate? How do we truly create a culture in web three that makes a difference that we really reset the bar um part of it is celebrating educating sharing out this episode of the podcast but the other part of it is supporting great projects that are willing to be the ones that are pushing the limits that are having to be because if if there's not a first we're not going to have a second or a third and and others and you know there's a couple you know, local breweries here in uh, in Northern Virginia, where I live, that during COVID, I remember just sitting with them and and going through their process of what they were uh, kind of flipped upside down with. And so as I'm hearing this, it's like so much of this ties back to some other very easy, easy tangible, uh, you know, use cases that hopefully others uh, can learn from. So Tom and Alex, thanks so much for, for joining us today on uh, NFT uh, 365. And for our listeners, as always, you know, lots of people listen, appreciate each and every you. Some people will be inspired to, to share. Some people will be inspired, uh, you know, to kind of take notes, but uh, very few people and not enough people 
will be inspired to take action, support, celebrate, and go above and beyond. Uh, I'm hoping many of you will be part of that few and we can uh, uh, together make this entire movement a better place and use great examples like you heard in this episode. So until next time, my friends, make it a great day. Cheers. Thank you for listening to NFT 365. If you found this helpful, let us know by leaving a review, like, subscribe, share, and do all of those good things. Join our email list to keep up with all things NFT 365. We appreciate you spending a little of your time with us. And as always, the show